0: The following production is brought to you by Derek Lamont Enterprises, a subsidiary of LBM Entertainment, exclusively licensed for use on Patreon.com. Enjoy the show. This week's episodes are sponsored by Unscripted Roasters, a black, veteran, and woman-owned coffee bean roasting company. For more information, please go to Instagram.com slash Unscripted Barista. Welcome back to The Week in Gaming. My name is Derek Lamont Jackson. You are either listening to this at Patreon.com slash Derek Lamont Experience or on the All Our Nonsense podcast network. To get these episodes in their entirety when they originally drop, that's Saturday afternoons on Patreon. You do need to, to subscribe at at least the bottom tier of a dollar a month to get the weekend gaming, grapple Rap, and sports desk. Um, to kick this off, I want to say congratulations to everybody over uh, who had something to do with Sonic Two. It is now the highest-grossing video game movie ever. Congratulations. Again, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was the highest grossing video game ever in the uh, US. As pointed out by star Ben Schwartz, the sequel has now outperformed the first Sonic film, the previous record holder. Sonic 2 has hit 147 million and counting compared to the original's 146 million. Sonic 2 didn't quite conquer the global market, but still did pretty well, making 287.8 million according to Deadline. While still an impressive amount, the film falls short of 2016 World of Warcraft, which made 439 million. Uh, I didn't see World of Warcraft. I don't play WoW, so it was nothing for me to go see. The Blue Bird got off t- uh, Blue Blur. I'm sorry, got off to a hot start in the U.S. by winning the domestic weekend box office, outperforming Morbius and Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum's The Lost City with 71 million. The film has a star-studded cast that includes Jim Carrey, Idris Elba, and Ben Schwartz, but it's currently unknown which members will re- be returning for Sonic 3, which Paramount announced in February. Carry said ahead of Sonic 2's release that this may this may be his last film ever, saying, I might continue down the road, but I'm taking a break, and Paramount has already said it wouldn't even try to replace him. Schwartz, who plays Sonic, and Elba as Knuckles will likely be returning, however, the latter is getting his own spin-off show, as the Sonic Cinematic Universe was announced in late February. IGN gave the film 7 out of 10. Saying Sonic the Hedgehog 2 brings all the humor and charm of its predecessor, while also being delightfully more loyal to its source material. So, congratulations. I still have yet to see it. I have to see it. I saw the first one. Um, Huge Sonic kid when I was a kid on my Sega Genesis. Uh, I have the Genesis Mini with the Sonic games on there. I love Sonic. I actually have it on my iPad as well, 1 and 2. So, yeah, I do need to play this. Uh, Save the date, June the 12th. Get ready for some upcoming games for Xbox and PC. That's right, Xbox and Bethesda showcase will be set, is set, I'm sorry, for June the 12th. Uh, It will air at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. UK, and that's June the 13th at 4 a.m. Sydney, Australia time. The showcase will include upcoming games coming to Xbox and PC as well as Xbox Game Pass. Currently, Xbox's most highly anticipated game with the set release date is Starfield, which is set for November 11th. We'll almost certainly see first-hand gameplay at the showcase if it doesn't come out beforehand. Arkane's Redfall is also scheduled to launch sometime in 2022, so a release date for it might be revealed as well. Um, while Bethesda has already announced Elder Scrolls 6 back in 2018, it might be a while until we hear anything else about it. Since it was announced before Microsoft's acquisition of Bethesda, we could possibly receive confirmation of Xbox and PC exclusivity, which I'm pretty sure the game will be exclusive to those platforms. I don't see them going away from that after they did that with Starfield. Um, Machine Games announced last year the studio was working on an Indiana Jones game, so hopefully we get more information about that and it could be shown as well. I don't know if we're going to see any, we're not going to see any gameplay, because as far as I know, we're probably in the point where we'll uh, see maybe a cinematic trailer I don't know about concept art or something like that. Maybe that stuff will come out within the week after or days after the show itself. But I don't expect to see gameplay, but I am really excited for it. I love machine games and I love Indiana Jones, so that's right up my alley. Um, One last possible reveal could be the Deathloop inclusion into Xbox Game Pass later this year when its time exclusivity period on PlayStation 5 expires. Of course, Bethesda can also announce new games in addition to the ones already mentioned above. As for Xbox, other first-party studios, Ninja Theory is hard at work on Sinuous Saga Hellblade 2, and Undead Labs is working on State of Decay 3. Now, we know Undead Labs had some issues just a short while back. They were in the news for some things, so hopefully everything is going well over at that studio. A Perfect Dark reboot is in development at the Initiative, although we've heard that that's going really, really bad, so hopefully they've got things together. I don't think that we're going to see anything for Perfect Dark at the showcase just my my opinion if anything maybe another cinematic trailer but we saw a little bit a teaser cinematic um so i don't know um there's also the fable reboot over at playground games um that that and perfect dart those we absolutely know those games are pretty far out so don't expect much for them obsidian is also working on a avowed and there hasn't been much information on rares ever wild recently uh the last bit of news heard for that with it was reportedly overhauled uh last year's showcase saw reveals such as the outer worlds 2 and forza horizon 5 i would expect to see the next forza motorsport i would hope um a bit early i would love to see something from gears of war 6 or gear 6 it may be a bit early though um We don't, you know, we don't really know what the Coalition is working on, but I would hope that it's the next Gears game. So I don't know. It should be interesting. But speaking of Bethesda, the next story comes from GameRant.com. Former Bethesda employee leaks Starfield details. A verified former Bethesda Game Studio employee leaks a few minute, a few minute details about Starfield, including its current state of development. It was first announced at E3 2018, and years and after years, it's now set to release this November. Despite this, nothing concrete is really known about Starfield outside a few developer commentaries. It is expected that news will pick up over the summer, and Bethesda probably won't show its hand until it's ready. After all, it's the first new Bethesda IP in several years, so fans are clearly invested. Um, there have been a few screenshots and other details leaked about Starfield in that time. Even the most solid ones, though, are somewhat questionable. The latest, at least, comes way of reset user... Heavy Yo8, who is verified as a former Bethesda employee, who was a character artist by the site's admins. Um, it should be taken with the, the site's admins have verified that this person was a character artist at Bethesda. It should be still taken with a grain of salt, but it could be a pretty good look into the state and development of Starfield going forward. Uh, responding to questions of another user, Heavy Yo8 praises Bethesda Game Studios as a cool, solid place to work. Says Todd Howard is a very charismatic guy, which we knew and proceeds to provide a few fine details for Starfield. The user criticizes its flight mechanics and describes its engine as a piece of crap, but the rest is largely positive. So this sounds like they're still using the same engine that they used for Fallout 4, Fallout 76, Fallout 3, uh, Fallout New Vegas. Um, What was the Elder Scrolls game that everybody was crazy about? What is that damn game? Uh, Let me do a Google search really quickly. Elder Scrolls. What is that game? I can't think of it because I'm not a fan. Uh, Skyrim. That's the damn game. Everybody was playing Skyrim. Everybody's like, you gotta play Skyrim. I'm like, I'm looking at it. It does nothing for me. Um... According to Heavy08, there has been weekly playtesting of Starfield every Thursday since the beginning of the year, and they say the shooting feels alright. They do however criticize the flight mechanics, presumably of Starfield's spaceships, as not fun to them. Graphics and lighting-wise, they say Starfield has improved a lot and it says it's a good-looking game, if not on Horizon Forbidden West's level. Let's see if they can squeeze a lot out of that engine. Still remains to be seen. Uh, perhaps one of the biggest questions asked of the user is whether or not Starfield will make its release date. Given the little information out there, as well as the fact that its release date was announced last year, it's an understandable concern. Heavy08 says they will certainly try since it's a sexy date and will likely cut content if it has to. That's not really a concern, it seems, as Heavy08 says Starfield has an abundance of content that is probably too much. It appears that the main goals right now are bug, fixing, and finding the fun. All of his tracks in lineups, especially since Bethesda, all of this tracks and lines up, especially since Bethesda has reiterated a few times that it's confident in the plans it has for Starfield. Of course, there is possibility that some of this is not entirely accurate, but this information does seem to come from someone who worked at Bethesda for a long time. At least until Bethesda decides to reveal more Starfield news, this will have to do. Um I'm recording this at the very beginning of May. I'm not gonna reveal the date. Uh, well, actually fuck it, it is. It's May the first um so we are a little outside of we're a little over a month outside of the xbox bethesda showcase i would imagine they absolutely have to show some starfield there given the fact that this game is coming uh sooner rather than later at least we think it is we know that halo was pushed back uh because they were having issues with that and they wanted to flesh out the game but really the response that they got from the xbox showcase uh the summer of 2020 the Summer of 2020, where we had to deal with COVID, the negative response they got to Halo then is really what forced the game to be pushed back to be polished. So, you know, we don't know what's going on with the game. I'm really actually excited to play Starfield. I don't hate all Bethesda stuff. Zenimax, great umbrella. There's some great games, Machine Games, and all those other companies under there. Um, arcane obviously i love Deathloop. i have it on my playstation 5 so a lot of the games i like i'm just not a fan of fallout and the older scrolls series uh starfield i'm actually looking forward to and have been since they announced it in 2018 so um i'm very interested to see what this game is going to turn out to be and i hope they actually do make their release date um but while we're speaking of the and brand, congratulations to Microsoft. Xbox Series is quarter one 2022's best selling platform by Dollars Made. Now, that's by Dollars Made. The best selling console of any kind in quarter one of 2022 is still the Nintendo Switch, selling like hotcakes. Everybody wants a Switch. Um, but the Series X and X, congratulations. microsoft Xbox Series hardware was the best selling platform of the first quarter of quarter one of 2022 per Dollars Made. The NPD Group's latest analysis revealed that the combined front of Xbox Series X and S topped not only March's sales figures by the entirety of quarter one, despite the PlayStation 5 leading the way early on in the year. While the Xbox Series made the most money, Nintendo Switch took first place in terms of units sold for both March and quarter one. Now, keep in mind, um, this has also marked the most successful March for Microsoft in over a decade, as its previous units were sold Units sold was set in 2011 when the Xbox 360 was still the last avail- latest available console. Its record march in terms of dollars made came in 2014 after the Xbox One was released. Hardware, sell- hardware sales across all platforms dropped 24% compared to quarter one of 2021. Accessories fell 16% and games 7%, amassing to an overall decline in game industry spending, incorporating hardware, accessories, and games of 8%. Um, This is big for Microsoft. Again, I'm not a console war person. Do I prefer my PlayStation? Absolutely. But um, I am a member of the Xbox ecosystem. I play my sports titles there, and I play a lot of other shit there as well. So I'm happy to see them do well. When all of the companies are doing well and thriving, it just creates better competition. Better competition will breed better games. If if Microsoft is doing their thing, Sony's like, all right, fuck it, we got to kick it up a notch. If Sony's doing their thing, Microsoft's like, okay, we got to kick it up a notch. If they're both doing their thing, Nintendo's like, we got to do something to separate ourselves from them because we're not doing 4K, right? But the, the fact that you can pick up your Switch, put it in a carrying case and take it anywhere with you is a big deal. I have my Switch and sometimes I do just that. So I'm happy to see this uh, for Microsoft. I'm glad they're doing well. This bodes well for their future. Uh, my next story comes from the direct.com uh jedi fallen order 2 receives disappointing release update i apologize for some of you guys who are listening but it has to be said the world of star wars has obviously expanded greatly since disney took over lucasfilm Um, ea has been front and center of the gaming push with its reboot of the battlefront shooter franchise but also its acclaimed title from the developers of titanfall jedi fallen order Respawn's third-person action-adventure experience introduced gamers to Cameron Monaghan's Cal Kestis, a Padawan survivor of Order 66. The critically acclaimed adventure took players um, on a mission that could revive the Jedi Order whilst also evading the wrath of the Inquisitors, who will show up in Obi-Wan Kenobi, by the way. Ever since the first installment debuted in 2019, having since uh, received release for PS5 and Xbox Series X patches, Gamers have been clamoring for news on the follow-up. Those calls were answered as EA announced three new Star Wars games, a first-person shooter, a strategy game, and a Jedi Fallen Order sequel. Fans have since been wondering when they will get more news in the sequel, which is expected to be officially revealed in May, but a recent report may have revealed some disappointing release news for some gamers. Insider Jeff Grubb revealed in the latest episode of his Nintendo-centric podcast via Bespin Bulletin that the sequel to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order will release exclusively on next-gen consoles and PC um the popular gaming guru claims that the highly anticipated sequel will not be released on ps4 and xbox one instead only to the ps5 xbox series xns and pc now this may come as disappointing to many fans considering third parties current tendency to release blockbuster games on both past and current gen systems like saints row sonic frontiers gotham knights and hogwarts legacy Uh, This has created expectation that a game like Fallen Order 2 would do the same. This is especially true considering the shortage of current-gen consoles on the market, making it harder to experience new releases if games do not have an equivalent past-gen version. It's a lot easier to get an Xbox Series X or S right now, and that's why their sales numbers are top right now. Um, There's a rumor that apparently Microsoft made a deal to buy a bulk of chips and Sony didn't get in on any kind of deal like that, which is why it's harder to get a PlayStation 5. I don't know how true that is. Take that with a grain of salt. I'm just telling you what I've heard. Again, this is not Derek saying this like, oh, well, Derek said, no, 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 no. This is what I've heard. I'm saying that and leaving it there. Now, Grubb went on to state that Jedi Fallen Order sequel is expected to be officially revealed at May's Star Wars Celebration event, which aligns with previous reports. The event takes place on the weekend of May 26th to 29th. Um, Even almost two years after release, getting your hands on a PS5 or a Series X remains a tough task. There are still countless gamers waiting patiently for each restock to come in, the hopes of being one of the lucky few to get their hands on one. As more time continues to pass with these consoles out there, the number of titles that move toward current-gen exclusivity will only increase. This year's God of War Ragnarok has been has even been reported to be the last PlayStation exclusive title to come to PS4, marking the end of an era for that platform. And what an era it was for the PlayStation 4. We got to give it up for the PS4 because it was a beautiful, beautiful time to be a gamer. The news that Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order 2 will abandon older consoles will be sad for many, but also offers the title far more opportunity to expand on the original by abandoning support for outdated hardware altogether. Respawn can now build something uh, far bigger and better than the original. Should Grubbs' news prove accurate, fans won't have long to wait to catch their first glimpse at Jedi Fallen Order sequel. As Star Wars Celebration is this month, the insider has even claimed in the past that respawns next Star Wars adventure ought to be outright out before the end of the year. So, provided things are on track, gamers are in for a thrilling and fast-paced run up to launch. Um, I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't think this game is coming in 2022. I'm sorry, that's just like the last one came out in 2019. Then COVID happened, and 2022 for fallen order sequel that's interesting we would have to see a huge huge bit of the game at star wars well a bit at star wars celebration and then maybe summer game fest or something like that we have to see a pretty large vertical slice for them to be like yeah this is coming this holiday season because i just don't see that happening i think if we got it in 2023 i'd be surprised unless they excuse me went immediately went to work afterwards uh it's plausible to think that maybe um ea was able to purchase ps5 purchase ps5 and series x and series s development kits i don't know um i mean the ps5 development kit was out there for a while i remember it had that v shape and everybody's like well does that mean the playstation 5 is gonna have a v shape because v is five in roman numerals and that whole thing i just don't know but i don't think we're getting this game this year call me crazy but i just don't see it happening In other Xbox news, Activision Blizzard stockholders overwhelmingly vote in favor of the Microsoft acquisition. More than 98% of the shareholders voted to approve the transaction. Uh, CEO Bobby Kotick said, Today's overwhelmingly supportive vote by our stockholders confirms our shared belief that combined with Microsoft, we will be even better positioned to create great value for our players, even greater opportunities for our employees, and uh, and to continue our focus on becoming an inspiring example of a welcoming, respectful, and inclusive workplace. Luckily, you won't be there when this goes through. This is, this does not yet mean the deal will go through, however, as it is still subject to investigation by the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission. Um, as Bloomberg reported on the morning of the vote, shares of Activision Blizzard are still trading at 25% lower than the $95 proposed by Microsoft, suggesting that investors believe there's a risk the buyout may not happen. Its claimed that President Biden's focus on antitrust enforcement may put the deal under increased scrutiny. Scrutiny, I'm sorry. It was reported in February that the FTC would be handling the antitrust review for the acquisition, as opposed to the Justice Department, which typically typically works with the FTC on similar cases. Um, as originally reported by Bloomberg, the FTC will investigate the deal to determine whether the takeover of the publishing giant constitutes unfair competition. Um, I don't have a horse in this race. Um, I don't really care if Microsoft acquires them. Um, if Sony goes out and buys somebody else, um, that doesn't bother me either. I'm here for the games. I'm not here for the corporate backroom bullshit and all this stuff. I'm not doing this, the console war stuff with you guys. I just don't have the patience. I will be 40 years old on June 10th, and I just don't care. I really don't care. And I know people are like, you guys are ponies. All the ponies are asking the Senate not to approve the deal. Dude. I get it, but at the same time, I don't want anything to do with this. This is absolutely ridiculous, and I just I want them to approve the deal so that it's over and done with, and Microsoft can move forward with their plan of what they're gonna do next. Because I know Phil well enough to know that he's got something up his sleeve. And again, if you are exclusive to the Xbox ecosystem, I'm not upset at you or anything like that. I play on each system because I want options. But I will say this to you: You guys should wake up every day and thank your lucky stars that Phil uh, that Phil came along. Because it's plausible to believe that Microsoft is definitely trending very much downward after the Xbox One initial presentation. We all know that. So, shout out to Phil Spencer. Next story comes from PushSquare.com. Sony confirms PS Plus subscription stacking has been blocked. Conver- conversion rates for consumers with prepaid codes revealed. Uh, we finally got access to the conversion scheme that Sony's put in place for active members looking to redeem a prepaid PS Plus or PS Now voucher they've purchased to reiterate. If you have already already a PS Plus or PS Now member, you won't be able to redeem this code until 13th of June in the U.S. and the 22nd of June in Europe. If you don't currently have, have an active membership, but you have purchased a prepaid voucher, you'll be able to redeem it anytime. And we recommend you do because the conversion will be less valuable after tra- after the transition particularly in the case of PS Now. Um, so PS Plus prepaid voucher. This is the way it works out. One month under the new subscriber conversion is gets you 31 days of PS Plus Essential. Um, PS Plus extra conversion is 20 days. PS, PS Plus premium conversion is 17 days. The three-month plan, which I always do, gets you 92 days of PS Plus Essential, 92 days of Essential conversion, 58 days of PS Plus Extra Conversion and PS Plus Premium Conversion is 46 days. And then if you do 12 months, 365 days of uh, the new subscriber conversion, 365 days of PS Plus Essential Conversion, 219 days of PS Plus Extra Conversion, and 183 days of PS Plus Premium Conversion. Uh, The same basically holds up for PS Now prepaid vouchers, except actually it's off by like 10 days or so. So one month, new subscriber conversion, 21 days of PS Plus Premium, 40 days of PS Plus Essential, 20 days of PS Plus Extra. I'm sorry, 25 days of PS Plus Extra, 21 days of PS Plus Premium. Um, Jesus, this goes, this continues to go. Uh, The 3-month subscription, 53 days of PS Plus Premium, 105 days of PS Plus Essential, 66 days of PS Plus Extra, 53 days of PS Plus Premium. The 12-month, 183 days of PS Plus Premium, 365 days of PS Plus Essential, 219 days of PS Plus Extra, and 183 days of PS Plus uh, Premium. Um, if you're an active PS Plus member, you'll be transitioned to PS Plus Essential for the remainder of your active subscription. If you're a PS Now member, you'll then be transitioned to PS Plus Premium for the remainder of your active subscription. If you're an active PS Plus and PS Plus um, PS Now member, you'll be transitioned to PS Plus Premium for the remainder of your longest active subscription. Um, yikes. <laughs> this is a mess. This is a fucking mess. And Sony couldn't have done a worse job at delivering this at all. Well, maybe they could have. I don't know. I just... eh. Everybody wants them to figure out um, emulation for PS3 games so you don't have to stream it. And that was obviously the best option. They just don't want to invest the money to do it. And I have to look at Sony like, fucking shame on you. And this is coming from somebody who's dedicated and loyal to the PlayStation ecosystem since I got my first PlayStation for Christmas sophomore year of high school. This is just a mess. This is a mess. And now the word is that apparently behind the scenes they're working on PS3 emulation, you should have been doing that once the PS5 dev kit was there. If it's if the PS5, if we know it's powerful enough to run it, it should have been there. You can't, but again, at the same time, I have to look at it like this. They spent X amount of dollars to acquire the company to make PS Plus. Uh, I forget what the streaming company was for PS Plus to be a thing. So that's money down the drain if they give you emulation. So I don't know. Um, I would think that the best way to do this, if they figure it out, offer the emulated version of the games where you can download, should be at the highest tier. And then the streamable version should be part of the standard you know, access. I think that's the best way to work it out. I could be wrong, or maybe one tier higher, but they got to do better than this. Um, speaking of PlayStation, Tekken 2, Ridge Racer 2, uh, Mr. Driller appear in PlayStation Network, back-end update. Um, so original PlayStation games Tekken 2 and Mr. Driller and PSP games like Ridge Racers 2 have been added to PlayStation Network back in as discovered by Redder user, the underscore and true. Um all three titles of published are published by Bandai Namco while they have yet to be officially announced as coming to PlayStation store. The titles will likely be offered as part of the PlayStation Plus premiere tier, set to launch beginning May 23rd, which includes access to a catalog of beloved classic games from the original playstation playstation 2 and psp generations if you missed it last week several classic siphon filter games were recently rated for playstation 5 and playstation 4 in south korea and i talked about that on last week's show so if you guys didn't catch that just go back and listen and then finally uh ending with more playstation news this comes from gamespot.com more evidence for the last of us remake appears online the ruined remake of the naughty dog classic just can't stay hidden a new LinkedIn listing has provided more clues to the unannounced remake of The Last of Us. Credits for QA testing and development support plus level point of contact for unannounced remake project were found on the resume of a Naughty Dog QA employee. Unannounced remake project, hmm, what could that be? As spotted by Eurogamer, the page also has a QA testing and development support on environment designed for unannounced multiplayer project listed on the page. Another sign the remake could feature an online component, so factions for the remake, but are we still getting the separate factions for last of us Two? I don't know. It doesn't matter to me. Cause I wasn't really a big factions playing fan. I'm sorry. Uh, this isn't the only last of us project in development as leaks from earlier in the year uncovered the apparent existence of a director's cut of the last of us part two while naughty dogs, Neil Druckmann said it's CES 2022. The studio was dying to show off multiple games. It has in development. I have the collector's edition. And if I turn around, I see my statue of Ellie playing her guitar and on the top of my shelf, I see my big black box with Ellie's gritty face um, after Joel gets murdered. That's not a spoiler because the game has been out three years this year. Oh no, two years because it came out during COVID. Um, guess what? If they do a director's cut, you goddamn right I'm getting that shit. I don't care what anybody says. And hopefully it's just 10 bucks to get the director's cut like it was for Ghost of Tsushima and Death Stranding. And I forget how much was the Uncharted Version, I can't remember, but anyway, if it comes, I'm getting it. Just know that. Uh, Naughty Dog's next major release will be Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection for PC, which is reportedly coming out on July 15th, according to leaks. Meanwhile, The Last of Us TV show continues to film episodes. Fans have managed to capture footage of the characters Sam and Henry ahead of the 2023 release of the series. The Last of Us is just one of several TV shows and films based on Sony properties that are in development. The Twisted Metal TV show starring Anthony Mackie is also on the way, and that will be on Paramount. I'm sorry, not Paramount. Uh, that will be on Peacock. So stay tuned for that. Um, a lot of people are thinking that they're gonna hold back The Last of Us remake for when the TV show comes out, which, if it goes in line with Uncharted, uh, Legacy of Thieves, that came out when the Uncharted around the time, same time as Uncharted film. I don't know which one we're gonna get first, the Uncharted, The Last of Us two director's cut or the last of us remake and i really don't care because i'm going to play each one of them over i love both of those games i've often said the last of us and the last of us 2 and red dead redemption and red dead redemption 2 are the godfather 1 and 2 of video games in my opinion the story flows together that well in the second one in both iterations of this, the second Red Red Dead Redemption 2 is a prequel to the first game. The Last of Us Part 2 is both sequel and prequel because you go back and play certain parts that are missing from the first game to fuse the story together. I love that shit. That's why I'm one of the few people that actually doesn't mind the Star Wars prequels. I really don't like Phantom Menace all that much. Way too much Jar Jar not enough Darth Maul, but I digress. But anyway, I'm really stoked about this and I hope that both are true. And I'm I'm hoping The Last of Us TV show is gonna be really good as well. I know it's an HBO thing and HBO usually pumps out really, really good television. Um, I don't know, The Sopranos, The Wire, uh, Winning Time currently, Euphoria, um, Girls, so much good shit on HBO. I spend a lot of time watching HBO, HBO content. Veep as well, so there you go. Anyway, that's my time for today bit of a short episode, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, I will also include the link to an article about uh, from Bloomberg about Twitch and what's going on over there with Amazon and profit sharing with Twitch streamers and stuff like that. I'm going to end this episode like I end every other episode. Uh, Believe in yourself first and foremost, because if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else will believe in you. As always, my name is Derek, and that's my time. Peace out.